0: is going to go on my phone as well. So, as I said, I'm really happy to be here and uh, looking forward to spending this hour with with you all tonight. I hope you enjoy the, the practice and, and find some benefit in it. <clears throat> often when we first uh, begin to practice metta, and I have the sense that you've all been practicing metta a lot <laughs> over these uh, these past months and uh, maybe even years with, uh, with Diana and Nikki. But when we first learn to practice, uh, you know, we tend to go through this established uh, series of categories of beings, ourselves, and then a benefactor, someone who's been a mentor for us, uh, a dear friend. A neutral person, a difficult person, and then all beings. And the idea is that each uh, sort of concentric circle moving outward is supposed to be a little bit more uh, challenging than the previous. Although I know a lot of us find that first oneself to be uh, to be really challenging. But um, when we when we are learning and we get to that category of the dear friend who you know and that category often it can um, and it, it includes uh, people in our family, partners, you know uh, romantic partners, uh, close friends, often parents or children, sometimes even pets are included in that in that group and often when we when we get to that category and it's a it's a, a, a good friend or maybe a family member or a partner, um, we begin offering meta to someone in this category and, Excuse me. What happens is that memories of times when this dear friend has hurt our feelings or maybe we've hurt the person's feelings, they start to come up, things like that. Because the people the people who we're closest to are often, you know, the people that we're most sensitive with. They're more sensitive with us. We're more sensitive with them. So that can create kind of an obstacle to offering the metta. Or perhaps there are things about our our dear friend. um, And I'm just going to use that that kind of shorthand, dear friend, to apply to any of these relationships that are with someone we really care about, someone we love. Um, Sometimes there are things about our dear friend that have always bothered us, you know, some kind of personal habits. And here we are trying to offer metta. And uh, what comes up in the mind is the way the friend You know, never returns the books that we loan them or, uh, you know, or the tools that they've borrowed or maybe we're uncomfortable when we're driving in a car with them. We feel like their driving habits aren't good or their eating habits or their spending habits or we have some judgments about them, maybe. And so instead of feeling metta, we remember these little things and there's there's judgment instead and, uh, or, and some view that we have about our friend is getting in the way of our being able to offer uh, metta of our accessing our own, uh, our own goodwill, our own open heart. And of course, seeing that is part of the practice and it's a valuable part of the practice. When we try to cultivate goodwill, the obstacles to goodwill show up, they show themselves. And, that, and it's like any kind of training. It's, it's uh, you know, even if we're, if we're deciding to uh, go swimming for exercise, and we jump in the pool, and we haven't been in a pool for a long time, we might find, you know, our stroke isn't efficient, or we can't sink our breathing with our arms or something. And so what we work on is the areas that don't work so well. Or maybe we never learn to ride a bike, you know, and there are a lot of different things we have to do in order to ride a bike. We get the steering down and we need to work on the balance and pedaling and all of doing it all at the same time. It's the things that don't work that are useful to actually work on. And the same is true, of course, with um, uh, with anything we do. And it's certainly true with cultivating the heart. Opening our hearts in areas where goodwill isn't so available to us requires that we work with with what isn't working, with the obstacles. And often um, with uh, formal metta practice, what what we're encouraged to do, the instruction is often to just continue offering the metta when these kinds of obstacles come up. The judgments and the or the feelings of hurt, resentment, whatever it happens to be. We just continue doing the practice in the same simple way, offering phrases if we're doing it in that kind of classical way or radiating the we for doing it that way. And that can be really effective. That can be really useful, but I want to just try something a little bit different tonight. Um, deliberately bringing to mind a, a painful situation, a painful reaction to a dear friend, and then opening our hearts to the situation by using a, A slightly different approach to soften the heart into metta, a kind of uh, a forgiveness, a letting go of reactivity. So we're sort of moving into metta through the back door, through letting go of something. And I think offering the gift of forgiveness to someone who maybe we have a little resentment for that that that, uh, that can be a way to open the door and also letting go of any judgments that we have. So I kind of like us to try to play with that this evening. So I hope that'll be uh, worthwhile. And lately, I've been reading um, some things from uh, David White, who's this, uh, an Anglo-Irish uh, poet and philosopher. I'm sure a lot of you have probably uh, read things by him. He's often quoted in Dharma talks and. This passage that he wrote um, seemed really relevant to this to me. So I wanted to read it to you before we go into the meditation. He says, uh, friendship is a mirror to presence and a testament to forgiveness. Friendship not only helps us see ourselves through another eyes, another's eyes, but can be sustained over the years only with someone who has repeatedly forgiven us for our trespasses as we must find it in ourselves to forgive them in turn. A friend knows our difficulties and shadows and remains in sight, a companion to our vulnerabilities more than our triumphs. When we may be under the strange illusion, we don't need them. Real friendship is a blessing exactly because it's elemental form is rediscovered again and again, through understanding and mercy. All friendships of any length are based on a continued mutual forgiveness. In the course of the years, a close friendship will always reveal the shadow in the other as much as in ourselves. To remain friends, we must know the other and their difficulties and even their sins and encourage the best in them. So with that as a kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, an atmosphere maybe, um, let's, uh, let's, let's begin the meditation. So you can take the, your meditative posture, become comfortable as, um, as is really useful, you know, in metta to be comfortable. And just spend a few minutes, you know, settling into the present moment, this very moment, the seat that you're sitting in, the room you're in, this gathering uh, of Dharma friends. You just kind of breathe yourself into this moment today, right now, sitting together and can spend a, a few minutes just very simply attending to the breath in the body, just to settle ourselves, settle our bodies, and maybe settle our hearts a little bit too. So now I'd like you to to bring to mind a friend or a a partner, a family member, someone you really care about deeply, someone who means a lot to you. And I'd like you to bring that, uh, that person to mind at a time when you felt reactive with this dear one. And when you didn't address it with the person, you just had an inner reaction that was maybe a a feeling of hurt or maybe a feeling of judgment, maybe some impatience, irritation, just a small, a small thing, not a major conflict. The kind of thing that can happen with those who we care about, who we're close to. Maybe your friend was late for a a date, or forgot your birthday, made a thoughtless comment, maybe a family member who who often leaves dirty dishes in the sink, or dirty clothes on the floor, some relatively small thing like that, kind of thing that might happen on any day. It just might trigger some irritation, or a Maybe an internal, why do you always do that? A kind of temporary closing of the heart towards the person. So try to identify a a specific time when you felt this kind of discomfort with this person that you care about. And See if you can really picture where you were when the reactivity arose. Were you standing or sitting, talking on the phone? Was the person even present with you? Maybe not. Just recall as many details as you can about the context and then just let the situation play out in your mind and See if you can connect with the with the emotion that you felt at the time, the, the kinds of thoughts that you had, and just sit with that just just for a minute. Just feel what it's like to to feel in in reaction in some way to someone who's who you're close to, someone you care about, not feeling in harmony with the person. Now you might just take a couple of deeper breaths and, uh, and connect with your intention to move beyond the irritation, the pain, resentment, whatever feeling it was that was causing a division in your heart between you and your, and your dear one. Instead, connect with an intention to be in harmony with this dear person. You might actually say the words to yourself internally. May there be harmony between us. May there be harmony between us. You might connect with a a sense of this dear one's life, a sense of their joys and their sorrows. This is someone you know well, someone whose life and well-being is important to you. You know your friends' hopes and dreams. You probably know your friends' anxieties and fears. You know that they have known suffering. And you know that they wish to be happy. May there be harmony. You can just allow the situation that you brought to mind to fade into the background if it hasn't already. And, and bring an image of the dear person into your mind, just sitting before you, sitting comfortably, quietly, in a chair, maybe smiling at you. And connect with the care you feel with this dear this dear one in your life. Disconnect with your heart. You can just see if you, if you feel free now of the reactivity or the obstructive emotion that, that was associated with the, the situation you brought to mind. And if your heart feels uh, reconciled, if it feels uh, ready, you might say to yourself, just very simply, it's okay, I can let this go. It's okay. I can let this go. And if you don't feel quite ready yet, there's still some hurt or some some kind of blockage in the heart. You might say, I'd like to let this go. I'd like to let this go. It's my intention for us to be
1: in harmony.
0: speaking of friendship David White has said when we give forgiveness we give the gift of fearlessness when we give forgiveness we give the gift of fearlessness maybe forgiving your dear one is what would bring harmony between you Or maybe forgiving yourself for carrying a judgment of this dear one is what's needed. Either way, you might turn to your friend sitting there in the chair, comfortable, and say, You're safe with me. I won't harm you. Or maybe, I'm here with you. There's no problem. And you don't need to use words. You could just radiate a sense of being at ease together with your friend, sitting in silence together. Maybe you could even imagine holding hands. If you feel more is needed, you might say something like, "I also have quirks, you know. I hope you can accept them." Or, "I can act thoughtlessly sometimes, and I trust you will forgive me for that." Whatever's needed to. Bring back harmony between yourself and your friend. If there's still a need. If you'd like, at at this point, you might even begin repeating uh, metaphrases for your dear friend. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And we can just sit in, in silence for the last uh, five or six minutes of the sitting, just practicing metta or simply sitting sitting in friendship until I ring the bell at the end of the sit. So I'd uh, I'd welcome any uh any comments uh that you'd uh that you'd like to make and if you could raise your uh your Zoom hand it'd help me cuz there are two two screens here I can't see you all at one time if you have something you'd like to to say I realize this is kind of uh i'm asking you to conjure something up in this uh, meditation, and maybe it maybe it wasn't so easy to do but um, but it can be useful when when something actually happens in, in you know in our relationship to uh to connect with uh, the ability to forgive and also to notice if our where our own views are getting in the way yeah Nick uh. Uh-huh.
2: This is a little embarrassing, but um, I couldn't conjure anything up, mm-hmm. and then I felt some resentment towards you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, oh, perfect! Here we go—something to practice. With. That's excellent. And with that, <laughs> and then I cultivated metta to towards you and taking the time to do the with us. So
0: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. thanks, Nicholas. Yes. I like it. <laughs> and Nancy,
1: <laughs> uh, thank you. Um. Yeah, this was kind of tough for me, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, My best friend and mentor uh, has been struggling with cancer, and um, uh, Mm -hmm. I love her dearly, and she just is not um, very, uh, what would you say? She's not very... um, into questioning her doctors or advocating for herself and um so i get frustrated with her and i've been through this with a couple of other friends and i know that i can't make choices for them and i do deep in my soul believe everybody has a right to make those determinations about their life and the battles that they're facing but yeah. Um, I still just want to grab her by the shoulders and shake her and say, this is your life we're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. That's- but it's easy
1: to um, have love and compassion for her as well. So it just was a bubbling up of a lot of emotion.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, as long as you can still stay connected to the to the love and compassion, you know, that just let your let your views not get in the way of that that's yeah then then you know then you're still you're still being a dear friend to her or him <laughs> yeah thank you Nancy. that's lovely thank you It's that's, that's very touching and i think it's something that others of us can relate to, you know, when we really love someone and we think they're doing something that is maybe self damaging in some way, there's a, uh, there's love behind the, uh, the difficulty there's, it, that's what's driving the difficulty. It's not coming out of resentment or anger or anything. It's coming out of a desire for their, for their own benefit. Yeah. Thank you. Claire.
3: Hi there. Thank you for calling on me. I uh, was going to take sort of an opposite tack in that this was probably one of the most perfect meditations I could have been doing right now. Um, I've been going through some very strange but difficult situations in my life that I won't belabor you with, but really hugely stressful. So last night I reached out to one of my mentors whom I've always been able to rely on. To uh, you know get wisdom and support from, and got blown away just blown off completely, he was doing something else didn't couldn't be there for me and uh, I came into this still furiously angry with him, and I, I'm still somewhat angry, but it, it tur- definitely took it down a notch um, and it was exactly what i I need to work on I need to continue to where I know I need to work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, you know this is not this is an unusual instance in a very long relationship that in which I've gotten enormous support so um, but uh, it hurt a lot, you know, yeah. so I'm trying to heal that wound and get past it, so thank you
0: yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah, yeah, just to be able to focus on the bigger picture of the overall relationship that that can help put things in perspective okay. but if it was a big hurt that's you know i was trying to encourage us to work with smaller ones but
3: if, well it just <laughs> happened to be right in my life so i had to go with it uh-huh.
0: yeah. thank you i'm glad i was helpful <laughs> keep going i
3: knew i needed to work on it so yeah, that's yeah. Great. good
0: thanks mm-hmm oh well we should uh, we should oh okay, Don, one more, and then we'll move into our uh, our small group activity, so Don
2: yeah hi everyone um just a, a uh um, something I, I really appreciated uh, you know at one point uh, you said something to the effect of that you know, the person who could might be sitting down next to me and they would be safe and um i um I know, in like in my own life, like in I interact with supervised variety of people, and sometimes I'll be like too sharp or like too to the point, and, um, mm-hmm. and it, it, probably, it probably generates some fear. And, and so, one of the things I, I just sort of appreciate that, and, and I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Of you, know, you can be safe with me, and uh, hopefully, that will <laughs> they'll feel that way. Anyway, that's all. Thank
0: you. Right. Uh huh. Thank you. That's kind of it. that sort of uh, um, feeds into um, what I was going to ask you to to look at in the in the breakout rooms. Um, first, I wanted I actually wanted to read the the quote from David White again, um, which is a little bit of context for what I wanted to ask you. He said, <clears throat> "Excuse me." Friendship is a mirror to presence and a testament to forgiveness. Friendship not only helps us see ourselves through another's eyes, but can be sustained over the years only with someone who has repeatedly forgiven us for our trespasses, as we must find it in ourselves to forgive them in turn. A friend knows our difficulties and shadows and remains in sight, a companion to our vulnerabilities more than to our triumphs, when we may be under the strange illusion we do not need them. Real friendship is a blessing exactly because its elemental form is rediscovered again and again through understanding and mercy. All friendships of any length are based on a continued mutual forgiveness. In the course of the years, a close friendship will always reveal the shadow in the other as much as in ourselves. To remain friends, we must know the other and their difficulties and even their sins. And encourage the best in them. So, um, the other thing that, uh, which followed a little bit later in the uh, in this same piece by uh, by David White, he said, uh, "When we give forgiveness, we give the gift of fearlessness," and that's what I kind of wanted uh, you to look at in your uh, in your breakout groups. What does that mean to you? You know, when we give forgiveness, we give the gift of fearlessness. Um, how can you see that, you know, uh, in your own kind of uh, relationships with, with others, dear ones and other acquaintances? Uh, um, how, does, how does forgiving uh, make uh, allow them to be fearless? So uh, let me set up the rooms here. I should have done that earlier. Let's see, let's create how many people are here. Yeah, oh, I know people will be leaving. So I need to like, I need to see the participant list to see uh, how many rooms to make. I, I want there to be three people in a room. So I'm gonna make six, there are 18 of, of you at this point. I'm gonna make six rooms and there might be two rooms, two, two people for uh, in some rooms and let's see how much time am I going to give you i think uh only 10 minutes so you'll have about 3 minutes each and then there'll be a um then there'll be a, a little bit of time to to talk just to to explore what what that means to you when you give forgiveness when you forgive someone you give them the gift of fearlessness what does that mean to you and how could that be useful to you so Here you go, then. (laughs) Bye-bye. Great. Everybody has gone except... Diana, if you, oh, she's, Diana, if you'd like, do you want to join the room or not join the room? It says you're connecting to audio. You don't have to, of course. You can stay here. So, I'd I'd really like to hear uh, anything that came from your breakout groups, because I'm really interested in in this topic myself. (laughs) What do you think? How does forgiveness lead to fearlessness? Somebody would like to raise their hand. Actually, I can see you all now, (laughs) as many people left before the breakout, so if you want to just raise your physical hand, I'll be able to see it, (laughs) anybody wants to speak.
3: Hi, this is Michael, and um, I'm on the phone, so you probably can't see me, but I really wanted to bail and I'm really grateful I stayed because I was in the men's group and it was really very cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was sweet, cool, and I'm very grateful. So deep bows and thank you for your, this evening. It was was very interesting.
0: That's great. I'm glad to hear it, Michael.
3: anybody
2: else yeah we had um kind of a hard time working with that question i was i was in the group with michael and fred as well and we had some really great conversations still um i wasn't able to see how i provided the person i was forgiving fearlessness but um Having the capacity, I could relate with having the capacity to forgive, to allow me to be more vulnerable myself in that situa- situation, so um, fearless and engaging in interactions where I may get hurt by this individual or um in, in other interactions as well, just the capacity for forgiveness um, makes me more fearless. I don't know how I can give that to somebody else. So.
0: Yeah, well, I think that it works that way, but I think also it, my my sense of it is that if I'm, if I, if, if someone knows that I forgive them, then I'm no, then they don't have to fear that I'm holding a grudge against them or that I'm blaming them for something that, that in that sense, they've, they've been given a kind of freedom, a gift of, uh, not being under my, you know, my kind of like a lion getting ready to pounce, you know, some some kind of a, a threat. I'm not a threat to them anymore because I've I've let go of whatever I was holding. That's kind of that's how it, it appears to me, but it feels to me like it could have more. It, I mean, the word forgiveness, it's it has a lot of resonance. That um, you know, sometimes we think of it like from a Judeo-Christian standpoint, you know, and maybe it has a little bit of judgment and weirdness in it, you know, kind of, okay, forgive me because I've been really bad. But I think of it more as a real sort of sweetness of heart quality that, that just acknowledges. I have a lot of flaws (laughs) and so does everybody else, you know, and can't we just forgive each other sort of for, for everything. Um, So I hold it in a different way. But I think there are a lot of ways to hold it. I was hoping to hear some more from you guys. (laughs) I'm not seeing any hands.
2: I guess. um, Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to co-op meeting, but to, to, uh, to kind of follow up with what you were, what you had mentioned, um, that your friend is no longer worried about the resentment that you might be holding. Um, whenever I was doing my practice, like the, like attachment came up a lot for me with i was attached to this resentment i was attached to this incident um um also like an attachment to the, to the individual right as they're a close friend so um whenever i like the concept of working with attraction or attachments work both ways for me so i have freed myself of attachments but i've also freed the rest of the world from my attachments to yeah. them right so um it kind of i uh, do some parallels there with your
3: yeah uh,
0: yeah that seems like a good parallel uh-huh. thank you matt well i'm not hearing any more but uh it is three minutes after seven so we've we've uh exceeded our allotted time but uh uh, I hope it was useful to you tonight, and I and I just encourage you to think about, you know, when there when you have some kind of little bit of irritation or something with a friend, to think about maybe forgiving the friend or just letting go of uh, of the view that's getting in the way, uh, and connecting with the you know the big picture of of how how much you care for for the person, and hopefully we can extend that to. Really, a lot of people—not <laughs> just our close friends, but those we don't know so well as well. So, thank you all, and uh, may the benefit of our practice be for all beings everywhere. May it be so. See you next time. Bye bye. Thank you, Shelley.
3: Thank you, Shelley. Thank you. Shelley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that was you. wonderful, Shelley.
0: Thanks, everyone. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you. Good night, everyone. <laughs>
3: thank you, you Shelly see
0: you next time